Hey everybody, welcome to Kern Talks, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church's podcast where we revisit the message from this week's church service. I'm Chris DeCue, the worship leader and producer at Kern Church. We know you're busy and maybe don't have time to watch the video for a whole service. Well, we got you covered with Kern Talks. With that said, let's hear Pastor Donna Hester's message from Sunday, February 14th. Love. Good morning, Kern Church. Today's reading is from 1 John 4, verses 7 through 21. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 13. If I speak in tongues of human beings and angels, but I don't have love, I'm a clanging gong or a clashing cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy, and I know all the mysteries and everything else. And if I have such complete faith that I can move mountains, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. If I give away everything that I have and hand over my own body to feel good about what I've done, but I don't have love, I receive no benefit whatsoever. Love is patient. Love is kind. It isn't jealous. It doesn't brag. 
It isn't arrogant. It isn't rude. It doesn't seem seek its own advantage. It isn't irritable. It doesn't keep a record of complaints. It isn't happy with injustice. But it is happy with the truth. Love puts up with all things, trusts in all things, hopes for all things, endures all things. Love never fails. As for prophecies, they will be brought to an end. As for tongues, they will stop. As for knowledge, it will be brought to an end. We know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, what is partial will be brought to an end. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, reason like a child, think like a child. But now that I have become a man, I've put an end to childish things. Now we see a reflection in a mirror. Then we will see face to face. Now I know partially, but then I will know completely in the same way that I have been completely known. Now faith, hope, and love remain. These three things, and the greatest of these is love. This is the word of God. For us, the people of God, thanks be to God. Love seems like the appropriate message on the morning of Valentine's Day. We come on this Sunday morning, we come thinking about all the ways in which we have or we will be expressing our love. But we come with a different thought. We come with a different attitude than what either one of this morning's scriptures are about. Both scriptures, both from 1 John and from 1 Corinthians are talking to a community of faith that has difficulties. There's controversy, there's conflict, there's fighting and hatred amongst them. Not what we think of when we listen to these scriptures, especially from 1 Corinthians how often have we heard 1 Corinthians as we sit in a sanctuary or as we sit in a venue for a wedding? And yet, the intent of Paul's writing is completely different than the ways in which we use it. If you have listened or were a part of Get Ready for Sunday this week, you will know that in Paul's time and in Paul's Greek, there were four different words for love. 
We're going to talk about agape love this morning. If you want to check out the other three, the post is still on Facebook for Get Ready for Sunday. But as we look at love this morning, we're going to look at agape love. The kind of love that longs for the well-being of the beloved. The kind of love that is directed or willed by the nature of the lover. Which means that it can remain strong even when the beloved turns away. Agape love is directed at God, at Jesus, at the ways in which love is present. God is love. We've heard those words this morning. We know those words. And in Paul's writings, that meant God is agape. God is there. God is present no matter what we do. God still loves us. We may turn away. God will not. This type of love sounds very similar to grace, doesn't it? But it's a love which is present. A love which is there no matter what. And when we look at 1 Corinthians, as Paul writes to the Corinthian community, as Paul tries to help them understand how to love, how to maneuver through the conflict and to live with one another and to live in love, Paul lays out what love is as well as what love is not. There are 15 statements, seven which tell us what love is, eight which tell us what love is not. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not jealous. It does not brag. It is not arrogant. It is not rude. It does not seek its own advantage. It is not irritable. It does not keep a record of complaints. And it is not happy with injustice. But love is happy with the truth. Love puts up with all things. Love trusts all things. Love hopes for all things. Love endures all things. God is love. And love never fails. God calls us to be lovers. God calls us as we listen to Jesus and his conversation with a lawyer about what is the most important commandment. 
And Jesus says the most important one is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Love God. Love the one who is love. But Jesus goes on. And Jesus says the second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Love. Love. On a morning in which we find ourselves called to love. On a morning in which maybe we have looked at way too many cards and sentiments. We hear the message from Jesus. Love God. Love others. Love morning where we find ourselves thinking about our own community maybe our own community of faith our own community around us definitely the community of our nation we find ourselves in the same place that those communities of 1st John and 1st Corinthians were. We find ourselves with conflict, controversy, hatred seething around us, and we hear ourselves called to love. We hear ourselves called to love, to remain strong, even when the one we love turns away. We're called to be patient, to be kind, to be happy with the truth, to put up with all things, to trust in all things, to hope for all things. To endure all things. And we're called to put ourselves aside. It's not about us when we love. We're to put aside our jealousy. Our bragging. Our arrogance. We're not to be rude, take advantage, or to be irritable. We're not to complain. We're not to be happy with injustice. Whew. What a morning. What a message that Paul and 1 John give us. God is love. God knows us. God cares for us. God loves us. And on top of that, God calls us to love. How do we do that? We work at it. 
We practice. We practice. We practice. Unfortunately, it's probably safe to say none of us have a true handle on agape love. Especially when we look at this list of how we are called to love. But we continue to try. We continue to put ourselves aside to look to the one who sent his son to show us love and to love in all ways. How do we love? Why do we love? A few weeks ago, with the celebration of the inauguration, former Presidents Clinton, Bush, and Obama stood in the amphitheater at Arlington National Cemetery. And they had a message for President Biden. They talked about who we are as Americans. And President Bush had a message that caught my attention. I was not directly watching what was going on, but I had it on. And this was his message. If Americans would love their neighbor like they love themselves, a lot of the division in our society would end. Now the interesting part about President Bush's comment here is that while it sparked my ear, I listened up. I listened to what was going on. I watched a little more intently. But anything that I saw about this segment and moment of the celebration did not include his words. To be honest, it took a lot of searching to find exactly what he did say. But we need to hear the words. If Americans would love their neighbor like they love themselves, a lot of division in our society would end. Hand in hand with Jesus' words of the two most important commandments. Love God and love others. As you love yourself. These are the greatest commandments. And so this week. And not just this week. But beginning this week. We look to that second attribute of love. Love is kind. And this week is random Acts of Kindness Week. Wednesday is Random Acts of Kindness Day. I would challenge you to find ways in which you love your neighbor. Maybe even love your enemy. 
maybe that is paying for the coffee or the lunch of the person behind you in the drive through line. Maybe it's taking the paper to from the driveway to the door. Maybe it's sharing good news. Maybe it's sending a card. But love is kind. Let us be kind. Let us be patient. Let us love. For God is love. And God calls us to love. Unfortunately, we all know where we fall short in our attempts and our ability to love. And so this morning as we have our prayer, let us have a prayer of confession. Let us pray. God of life, we admit to you and to each other that we have not always lived lives of love. We have lost patience and we have been rude. We have been irritable and we have insisted on our own way. We have even let love end. Forgive us and heal us, dear God. Help us to remember. Faith, hope, and love remain. These three. And the greatest of these is love. Let us love one another. Amen. Receive now this blessing. May the love of God help you to bear all things. May the love of Christ enable you to believe all things. May the love of the Holy Spirit inspire you to hope all things so that you abide in faith, hope, and love this day and forever. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to Kern Memorial United Methodist Church or see entire services, you can visit our YouTube channel, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church, and remember to like and subscribe for updates. You can also visit us on our Facebook page at Kern Memorial United Methodist Church. Thanks and have a blessed day.